Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my God, I love these guys. These are so <laughs> wonderful people. We have Josue and Rebecca Soto, who are the owners of the Soto Legacy Group, powered by EXP in Orlando. They're the co-authors of Married in Real Estate, which we're going to get into in a few minutes. But more importantly, they're really good friends of mine. So, Rebecca Josue, welcome to the show. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having us, Michael. We're so honored oh, to be here with you guys. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I can't believe you haven't been on the show before. It's my <laughs> bad. Happy New Year, Michael. Um, Happy um, New you Year. Oh, my God. It was a lot of fun. How about you guys? You guys were with family? Yeah, we spent the time with some family, just kind of low key here and um, just relaxing. I think I needed a little bit of relaxing time. I think everybody did. You know, last year was like <laughs> a really big year. We were running like crazy, but it's so sort of like we needed, we needed a restart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. right? We already so, have like all the trips for this year coming up. So it's we've like got a lot like coming up already. Up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I was just showing. I was just showing Rebecca our first quarter calendar. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of trips already. You know, I I'm starting to travel next week. We're going down to Puerto Rico uh, for that mastermind. So, oh, yes. that's right. Yes. Yeah. So we're already starting on the road pretty early on in the year, and that's sort of like a lot of the senior leadership is heading down. So that's yeah. Good. So we've got a lot of stuff going on already. But listen, it's your interview, not mine. <laughs> no. Tell okay. me. I want to, you know, I don't even think I have the, the, I know the answer to this, but how did you each get started in real estate? All right. Well, Josh, do you want to tell it? Yeah, it was back in uh, 2015, actually, December, 2015. We, uh, we were just already looking and feeling. Wait, wait, wait. What year was it? Oh, 2005. Ah, <laughs> I'm sorry. 2005. There we go. There we go. Talk about yeah. partnerships. <laughs> yeah, that's how we work well together. So sorry. Yeah, well, two, it was December 2005. And um, for a while there, we were just feeling that we needed a career change. We just needed uh, something. We were, we were both kind of feeling like we needed something bigger, something else. Something more meaningful. More meaningful, mm -hmm. you know. And, and what and, sector uh, did you come from? What were you working in before? So I worked in a dental office. I was a dental assistant, assisting okay. doing root canals and crowns and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually a local semi driver for almost twenty years. Yeah, wow! Moment, yes, yes. Wow, crazy. And, yeah. And uh, I tell you, it was um, I till this day, man. We just made we both made a commitment that it was right before Christmas that we were basically going to give each other our gift to each other. Where we we're about to do a one week class the week. Prior to Christmas, we we're just going to go in there. That was our gift to each other. We did it together and um, we passed the class test. And in 2000, early 2006, January 2006, test, we exam. took the state test and we both uh, started passed working, it, passed it and started working in real estate. <laughs> I love that story. So, you know what? I see your partnership. How did you guys meet? So, um, interesting story about that because we didn't know each other at all. And uh, he comes into the office I'm working at in the dental office and the office manager says, Hey, this next patient coming in, you need to bring him in. And I thought me, why, uh, why he's not on my schedule. And so, you know, if you've ever worked for doctor's offices, they are very strict with, you know, which clients, patients you're seeing. And so she says, no, 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 no. I'm the office manager. I want you to bring him in and uh, take care of him. So I was like, okay, fine. So I brought him in and, you know, just 
it's the regular patient relationship, take his x-rays, all that good stuff. And uh, at the end of it, she tells she's telling me during his visit where he's still getting his cleaning and all that good stuff. She's like, Hey, he's a really great guy. And she's telling me all about him. And I'm kind of like, wait, but he's a he's a patient. Like I'm not, this is so weird. And she's like, no, 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 no. You really do have to get to know him. And, um, and so at the end of his visit, as he's checking out, um, there's just small talk going on. And she, she looks at him and says, you know what, Rebecca has to get back to work, but you know what? She hangs out at all the local bars and clubs. And why don't you guys go ahead and exchange phone numbers. And I have the look of death. I'm like, did you just do that to us? No, I <laughs> like, that. that was very awkward. <laughs> yeah, it was really awkward, but you know what? We exchanged numbers and here we are today. And it worked out. You know, it I thought you were going to say to me, like, just where I got a root canal for a second date and it didn't need one. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, but you no, would no. have. But you know, the interesting fun fact is that we were both in braces when we met together. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that yeah, is so, so yeah. wait. So what happened to the office manager that sort of set you up? Is she still around? You know, it's so funny because I did lose lose uh, a Con- track of her contact yeah. with her. But the interesting thing is that when I tell him, fast forward, I tell him that he's like, I don't even know her. <laughs> so, no, I so I thought that is the strangest thing, though. Maybe she just knew a little bit about him through office yeah. chatter, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How that did she know? So funny. Yeah, and that was it's, so To true. me, it's divine intervention. Because I, I honestly like, I've never sat down with her and actually spoke to her. So I'm like, how did... You know, this is where all the office chat gets around because I'm like, That's I don't know how they crazy. So yeah. it worked because now you've got, you know, you guys are together. It's a beautiful marriage to have your co-authors of this amazing book. Congratulations, by the way, Married in Real Estate. You have a beautiful podcast with it where you actually bring on married guests onto your show as well. So the number one most obvious question is how do you balance life, work and married life? Because you're all <laughs> together all the time, right? How do yeah, you compartmentalize right. that? So, you know, it's interesting because as we have our own podcast as well, that is one of the biggest challenges that most married couples have is how they balance it all. And I think for for, uh, for me anyways, um, we came from a place where both of us were working long hours nine to five in my case, but he was working longer hours. He's working, you know, 16 hours a day sometimes without eating lunch. And he'd come home super stressed out. Um, And I'm going to tell you that version of him was not a happy guy. (laughs) was not a happy guy. It was, you know, you're excited to see your husband at the end of the day as a newlywed couple. And then there's like this Tasmanian devil coming through the door and you're like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I've had three hours sleep. Leave me alone. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, the, the thing is, we knew we, ha- we knew we had to make changes there. But coming yeah. into real estate, we were able to work together. We knew we wanted to work together. We knew that we could work together well. And so that to me, I mean, I think when you're when you're really paired up with that person who's meant to be for you, you're, you're going to get along. Right. And right. so we we worked well in business together and maybe shutting it off at the end of the day was probably the harder part. That was this, a yeah. bigger challenge, because when you're in growth mode, you want to put as many hours as you can. So it's funny because we come into this industry thinking we want to control our schedules and we want more free yes. time. And sometimes we end up probably working harder yeah. <laughs> putting in more you because you're building, right? Because you're building, you're building. You're building. You're building. But, but something um, you just sort of said, what I thought was important. You actually agreed to shut off at some point. Yeah. And then it's just, it's just you guys together enjoying each other. 
Yeah. 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 And we had to do it, Michael, because um, you know, I came. Yeah. I came from an industry that I worked long hours. So yeah. to me, long hours, just honestly, a 16, 17 hour shift felt like eight hours to me after that, you know, so not not to say anything bad about it, but I was my body was so used to it already. Yeah. So when when we when we basically decided to make this move fully committed, I'm a fully committed person. And, you know, we both sat down. We said, we're going to go all in on this. And that's what we did, man. I mean, we put in some long hours, you know, because, you know, we're building at the same time something from like scratch, you know, seriously. Okay. And but, you know, we but like Rebecca said, that we were able to just when it's family time, it was family time. But when it, when it was kids time, when it was baseball time, when it was gymnastic time, when it was just you know, breakfast time, it was our time, you know, sometimes that was worked around the schedule, too. Yeah. you know, sure, so it sure. might, our schedule might have been like basketball games in the morning, and then a series of showings in the afternoon. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. But now speaking about like family and kids, you actually now threw in your family and kids into the business. And now you're creating this whole legacy, right? Now it's the next generation. Amaris, who I adore, yeah. your daughter, works on my team, actually, at EXP Puerto Rico. Tell me how you feel about that. The next generation is part of this whole sort of legacy that you've built. We are so proud. And, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, kids have to find their own way. Yeah. And, uh, and she didn't initially set out to be a real estate agent. Uh, she had been working in call centers and doing other, other things. And COVID shut her down, right? Eventually she found herself not being able to find another job. And I said, you know, I think you really should consider, you know, real estate in Puerto Rico. She was living in Puerto Rico at the time. And she says, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So she went and got licensed. And then of course, as we were working together, and I'm so proud of that opportunity to be able to work together with you, Michael, on that, helping to open up Puerto Rico. She had that opportunity once again, to um, apply and be now that onboarding specialist. And so we couldn't be any prouder of her than, you know, that for, for that accomplishment. And she did that on her own, you know, like mm-hmm. even though we have this relationship, but she did all the action, you know, being able to apply for the job, showing her skills and being able to qualify for that position. And I think she's doing an amazing job. Yeah, Maris is, um, she's very ambitious, very loving, very caring, very self-driven. You know, when she really finds herself, like she really, couldn't understand and really wants to try wants to take that lead she did it and I love the fact that like Rebecca said and she did this on her own you know and I'm yes. really proud of her you know I'm really really proud of her I'm proud of the growth that I see in her also Michael I love that that's awesome she's an amazing young lady so you've done an amazing job there Thank and you. then I want to ask you something. So you entered the business in 2005. You entered before the crisis. You've seen the cycles of the business. And, you know, it, I always sort of say it's almost unfortunate for somebody entering the business today because they haven't had that. They've only seen an up market and the markets are cyclical. What three pieces of advice would you give somebody entering the business today? I think um, definitely it's important who you align with having mm-hmm. good mentorship and leadership, um, investing in yourself, coaching, um, because if you want to break through to the next level, you have to be constantly looking for that, that, that coaching that's going to help get you there, finding people who have already been there and yes. learning from them, right? Mm-hmm. And stay coachable, stay coachable. Yeah. And uh, what would that last one be? <laughs> I, 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 would, I, would, I would start off with... Um, doing your homework and aligning yourself with the right brokerage or, or, or 
or, or leadership, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. important. And um, second, I will go into um, the most important. I'll tell you this, Michael, and I agree with Rebecca on this one was the fact that you should be part of a team. Mm-hmm. Align yourself with someone that's going to take you to the next level. That way you can learn. They can guide you through it. And third of all, I mean, Rebecca hit it on the number, man, you got to be able, you got to be coachable. You got to be able to be coachable. So he agrees with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys should write a book together or something. This is a- <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, you are also both involved in the community, right? As you know, as, as I am, and, and you're both involved with NAREP, the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, just where you had a leadership role there. Tell me about like what you focus on and why it's important for you to empower our community. When it comes to NARUP, I mean, when you look at our country as a whole, Michael, 87% of our country's GCI is run by Latinos. Mm. And we're not, you know, we don't have a voice in our, in, in our community or in, in, in capital. So yep. when we look at those numbers as a whole, we have to stand firm to who we are and we have to be accepted within our community. And it's very important because when you look at our country as a whole, diversity is really, really still in effect. People may not see it, but it's still in effect in some areas. And I think that when you understand the purpose of why NARA, what, the, the, what is NARA and why it's important for us to be able to help our and empower our community in the sense of through three different pillars when it comes to education, networking, and uh and getting and uh, networking with industry stakeholders, right? right. So helping to educate them so that they can be in the top 10%, right? And to be able to get into those places where they can have that voice, right? Because yes. we're playing small. And because we're playing small, we're not up there. We're not in control of, of our community growth of anything. So while we may have the highest, uh, 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 what did you call it? The G- GCI <laughs> in, in, in the nation. Um, but we're, we're not in control of that. And so we need to get up there. We need to level up the playing field so that we're in there with the decision makers. You know, and when I, when we came, when we started really fully being committed to working with this organization, with NARP as an organization, I remember back then it was back 2014 and 15, when we started getting involved, Michael, the home ownership for Latinos at that point was like 44% due to the fact, 44, 45% due to the fact that the economy, when you think about it, 90% of our of the Latinos and um, diversity groups were the most affected when, when the market crashed. Absolutely. So it was really up to us to understand that how this cannot happen again. So yep. that's why it's, it's such an empowerment and the love that Rebecca and I, we have for this, for NARUP and, and, just the committee as a whole, we want to be able to understand and educate them that these things should not be happening. We, we want to make sure that they don't be, they're not repetitive. You understand? They don't happen again. Just so, being prepared for that next just recession. Just being prepared, you know, mm-hmm. so it's Absolutely. important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I applaud the passion that you guys have for it. You know, I've been involved for many years with the organization and it's, it's a passion of mine. And you guys have always had such an incredibly strong voice there on a national level. So I applaud what you've done because it's important for our community. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank so you. tell me what the greatest lesson each of you have learned in your career thus far. doesn't have to be the same answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll let him go first. <laughs> um, the greatest lesson 
that we've learned is um, patience and consistency. I like that one. Okay. I like that one. Elaborate on that, Joe. What I mean by patience <laughs> is when it comes, yeah, you can't get the host patient, out of you, can you? <laughs> you have to trust the process, Michael. You have to really trust the process. When it comes, you have to be patient enough and trust the process. And consistency is even through the hard times and the good times, you've got to keep looking for more. Consistent. Stay consistent. Stay in the path. Mm-hmm. You have to trust trust the system. Mm-hmm. Trust what you're working with. And it'll at the end, you'll see uh, everything come together. For me, I would say um, just kind of being driven. And if you're not driven, then find something that, that drives you, because if you are not driven to do anything, you're not going to you're not going to succeed. Yes. So for, for me, it's I feel that we are where we are today because of the process, the journey that we've gone through. We've learned so many lessons. And I don't think that I would have achieved half of the, uh, the things that we've achieved uh, thus far if we didn't go through that journey, right? It's the lessons that we learned through that journey that's brought us to where we are today. So um, I'm very grateful for for the journey and the breakthroughs and all that. (laughs) I think that that's a beautiful thing. You know, look, you guys are are authors, you're podcast hosts, you are very successful real estate uh, professionals. So tell me, you've got a couple of uh, several hundred people as part of your organization. Tell me how you empower your team. Oh, well, we have a few different ways that we do that. So locally, for our local uh, group, we, we get together weekly for the ones that are local. And, um, and we, we are kind of mentoring and empowering the group as a whole. Um, then we have our team. So in our team, we're, again, just kind of segmenting that, taking it a little bit deeper with them. There's a few more benefits to being part of the team. And so we're leading and coaching. And we're what we're really aiming for is to build leaders out of them, right? Yes. So there, there's, there isn't a, the goal is not to sit and just be a, a low level agent. We want them all to grow, right? So that's what we're, what we're uh, inspiring them to be in part of that coaching and training. But what I also get together with my, with my growers, my generals, right? So um, we will get on a, on a weekly or a monthly call and, um, and we are supporting one another. What, what is it that they're going through and we're helping each other out so that they can, sometimes they just need a sounding board. Their mm-hmm. leader's already in yep. their own right. Everybody needs someone to talk to. And what are you going through? How are you handling it, right? So we're there for each other to help each other grow. So, you know, and then of course, participating with the events that we all, that we all create, right? So we've been creating a lot of uh, educational events and that's just to keep the culture, to keep the energy, to be educating and getting the movement growing, right? That's right. So, yeah, um, absolutely. I've seen those events. They look amazing. Of all of those things. Yeah. yeah. When you're able, when you're able to create a culture of collaboration mm. and can keep that consistency going, Michael, mm. because it all starts with that. Let's be honest absolutely. with you. If you're able to have create that culture. And that culture are aligned with one another. And you're able to collaborate and see that one vision that we all have. And that's growth, empowerment, lead, lead, grow and grow leaders. You know, everyone will just fall in line, fall in line, fall in line. And it's and and I tell you, there's nothing more special to us is when we are able to see these these 
realtors and these leaders just continue growing and just becoming more that's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's a confirmation of what's that's happening it. and what we're doing, you know? And so, you keep attracting like-minded people. That's 100% true. You know, it's 100% true. And it's always the idea that when you see others succeed based mm-hmm. on what you have helped them to do, it's amazing. It's such a feeling of gratification because you've you've moved your knowledge forward to somebody else that is able to take advantage of that. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, it really is. It's a beautiful. Thing. Beautiful. Absolutely. So tell me how you guys found EXP. Ooh, good Ooh. story. So we, um, Josh and I had our own personal uh, independent brokerage for nine years prior to EXP. And at a certain point when we were starting to bounce back from the market recession, I, um, you know, Josh was, was really more of the producer. And I kind of stepped back for a second and I thought, you know what, I want to take a look at this big picture. Where is it really going? And as I was thinking, you know, in my mind, I, I wanted a 10 year plan to retire and not to retire as old people. We're not old, but who wants to be working at, you know, full throttle for the rest of your life? Yeah. You have to have a plan, right? You got to get your business plan in order. And where are you going? So as I sat back to look where do I want to be in 10 years, I didn't see the future with that company in the direction that it was going. And I remember talking to Josh and Josh is like, what's, what's, what's going on? I'm happy. Everything's great. We got production. And I said, Josh, but where's it going? Let's, let's yeah. really talk about that. And, uh, and for me, some of the pain points were, um, you know, just being mostly a husband and wife and a few other agents, I just said, technology is moving so fast. You know, I literally this year I got last year, I got the 12, the 13s out already. Who can stay on top of that? Right. Technology is moving really fast. And on top of that, the industry, real estate industry is moving so quickly. And I said, we need to align ourselves with a company that's going to take us into the future. And I had not heard of VXP at the time when I was saying that. So there was no hurry to move. I didn't make any pressure, but I said, we need to take a look at other brands. So we started doing our homework, checking out the other big boxes. And while I respect them all, they have great models, but they weren't the model for us. I kept thinking, I don't want to pay a franchise fee. I don't see the value of that. We've already made our brand. We've already made our brand. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to pay X amount for that, I'm just going to throw that into marketing. Right. So what what do I need that for? And, um, but when we heard about EXP, we were like, that's different. Hold on a second. That that might be more of what we're interested in. But it still took us a little while. Josh, you want to tell the rest of that? <laughs> yeah, it, it took us a little while. And it wasn't until uh, January of 2018. Mm-hmm. No, 19. Because we'd never heard of the company. 2019. So we, like, <laughs> we, um, we, were, we were approached by uh, two, individ- two, two of our leaders. And um, they really, they sat down with, with, with me and they basically said what their vision and their goal is moving forward um, as far as creating the global creating alliance. A, creating the global <laughs> I alliance. love this. Yeah. Creating the global alliance and what's their vision was, what, what our, um, our, our, our involvement was going to be a uh, part of, and it was just, man, it was a no brainer, Michael. It was like That's a awesome. 15 minute conversation. I came home, you were in. pack it up, pack we're it up. done. Pack it know, up. And, we, we, and most importantly, it's like when you're able to collaborate with people that you really admire and respect in your backyard and in your industry and in your community sure. and vice versa. And for us to really 
Michael, I'm going to say, we dropped our egos at the door and we just said, let's do this all together. Let's let's build something bigger than what we yeah. expected to be. And man, it's a beautiful thing when you look at 2000 ages later, two years. So That's I want to add something else to that, though, because when we heard about EXP, of course, at the time, and this was a few years ago, we hadn't a, a little more than a few because we've already been almost Great. two and a half years now yeah. with EXP. Wow, and it was probably that. about two years earlier than that. So we hadn't heard of it. So we were a little bit skeptical. Who are they? We you know, want to know a little bit more about the company. But when they came and they told us about creating the Global Alliance, it didn't have that name yet. It was no. a vision. It was a, yeah. it was a vision. And it was an idea that some top brokers would come together and say, it doesn't matter whose downline we're in, we're all going to be committed to helping each other. And that collaboration, that's the vision that I saw. I didn't know if it was going to, if it was actually going to come into fruition, but I signed up for that. I said, that's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. I wanted the support because aside from wanting the technology and, and the, 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 the company, the innovation, I wanted that collaborative spirit, that support that was going to help one another. And I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to be part of that change, yeah. you know? And so that is what excited me. And now as I look, you know, we've been two and a half years, the ones that started initially together two and a half years later, and the leader, of course, at the top, he's got 2000 agents. <laughs> Why do you think he's got 2000 agents? It's this collaborative spirit that sure, we are. Sure. And I've got 200 on mine, but we 239 who's counting, but <laughs> it's because of that. It's because yes. we're all helping each other. Yeah. It's because of that, that, that core value of educating, empowering and leading and creating other leaders. People want to be a part of that. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm excited to be a part of. And, and, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, it's we hear it everywhere we're at. It's like, man, you guys just created something that did you guys expect it to be this way? We know. I said yes and no. Yeah, we felt like it was going to work, but we all followed our heart and we believed it and we stuck to the plan until this day. We're still committed to it until this thing continues growing. Mm -hmm. But man, I tell you right now, it was the best move we ever did, man, in, in our whole entire career. You know, That's I love this. This is awesome. And <laughs> so my next question, you've probably already answered, but in one word or in a sentence, tell me how you define success. I think defining success would be staying coachable, always mm. be learning. And as long as you have that open heart, like if you get stuck and you can't change, you're going to be outdated. You're going to be a dinosaur. You're not going to grow. What's not growing is what? Dying. Right. So to me, success is growing. Success is staying coachable. Success is building other leaders. So what I learn, I want to teach it to someone else so they can grow as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, she just took the words. Yes. I, I would say uh, pay it forward, Michael. That's the most that's important. What it is. That's, that, that is, that's who that's who Rebecca are. That's how we build Solar Legacy Group. That's who we are from the beginning 16 years is that if you're not able to pay it forward, what's the reason you're doing it? Look, it's in your name, legacy. It's what you leave. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You, you know, we all have to understand that this is this is not something about just keeping to ourselves. This is something about giving back to the community. When you're able to give back. One of the things that you can re remember, Michael, is that when we all go and we pass away, we have to remember who are you going to, who do you want people to remember you by the money you have or what you did for what, what you gave back. That's right. That's, all, that's the only thing they're going to remember. That's all it is. So I have one final question for you in your book of life. What is this chapter called? 
<laughs> okay, it's funny because we were thinking about that one before the show. We're like, all of these are easy. What is that final question? <laughs> so for me, I feel like breaking limits would be that one for me. So as I think about all the achievements that we've been able to accomplish, I think that the journey that has taught us all these lessons has taught us what when we get to that glass ceiling, right? How do you break through that? Well, it's that journey that all those lessons that you learned that helped you to break through that limit. So for me, it's breaking limits. <laughs> love that one. I love that one. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. Like when it. you're uncomfortable, when you're uncomfortable, comfortable brings growth. Failures bring growth. You That's learn. Right. You learn every single time you fail. There's a lesson to learn. Be learned by those failures. And when you fa- if you don't fail. Then you're there's a problem. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're too comfortable. You're too right. comfortable, Michael. You got to stretch yourself. You got to stretch yourself to the limits that, man, even if your palms are sweaty and you just feel like at that moment that you shouldn't be there, no, you belong there. That's right. Pull up that chair to that table because if you, in your heart, you follow your heart no matter what. So I would say that. It. I love, oh my God, you guys just inspire so many people. <laughs> you inspire me. I love you guys so much. I am so in awe of what you do for so many others. And I thank you so much for being on the show and for being more than that, for being my friends. You guys are amazing leaders. And I really, it is such an honor to know you both and to really be in business with you guys. Thank you so much, Michael. Michael, We love you. Um, To me, I I keep thinking about that first day we met. And I just wanted to say one more thing about that. So I think about how we met almost almost two years ago, right here in my podcast. And I think this was the background as well. That's why I kind (laughs) of wanted to be here. But I think about I didn't get to see you till almost a year later in Cabo. And I feel I already felt like I loved you like a brother. And that relationship was nurtured online. You know, like we didn't meet until that time. And so I think about what a wonderful company that we work with, that we have that opportunity where we meet people that we create real relationships. So you think of virtual, you're like, how personable can it be? And I felt like I when I saw you in Cabo, it was instant hugs. It wasn't that. I know. I don't know who (laughs) you are. (laughs) <laughs> i know it was already established yeah i tell you when we found out you know when we see you know i quickly message you because michael yes. you know, and i sat on our board and uh wow when i heard that message i was like Rebecca, we gotta get mike on the show we gotta get mike on the show <laughs> and it was my honor and it's it's been from day one and you're right rebecca this friendship has grown into such a lovely lovely family and yes, so thank yes. you for that. And it's been amazing. So thank you for being on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Adios. <laughs>